Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Dave Watson. Hello, Fergus. And just Dave Watson because Paul Dillon is once again uh, looking after his child. His His wife seems to be coinciding her... Uh, Social time, I guess, uh, with uh, the natter. Either that, or he's angling for a move to a different podcast. You know, he's he's going to shift to West Brom instead. Seems like the right sort of time to shift to West Brom. <laughs> Honestly, this season's been probably the most depressing of the last few. Even the relegation season, they were like, we're excited because. By the end of it, we had Rafa Benitez, and that was thrilling. And we were all pretty confident that we'd bounce straight back up from the, the championship. But this season is just like a fucking grind. I mean, I was going to... Uh, uh, we we're really going straight in there with uh, the football chat, Dave, and, and maybe rightly so. I mean, we can't uh, treat the listeners every week to six or seven minutes of red-hot banter. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's best to just go straight in with the football talk. And you're right, I was thinking on the way here that this might be the most depressing time I can remember as a Newcastle fan. Um, the only the only um, uh, moment I can think of that was more depressing as a Newcastle fan, I, uh, I found something uh, in my... Uh, in my attic, <laughs> I found <laughs> an old program uh, that reminded me of a time in, that was even more depressing. Really? Uh, what was that? Well, I just opened it. I was reading through it, and um, mm-hmm. I think this was this was the uh, the program notes from the manager um, Ozzy Ardiles at the time. God, going back a bit. Yeah. And he said, uh, sign up and deposit up to £50 and Labrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving up 
to fifty pounds worth of free bets. And uh, follow the link at at newcastlepodcast.com. Is that it? Is that the link? Bet.newcastlepodcast. Bet.com. Yet. Bet.newcastlepodcast.com. Bet at, was it bet at dot? Bet bet at dot. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. Well, if you can work out, if you can follow those easy steps, then um, you could be in for a windfall. So, uh, let's talk, let's go back to talking about how depressing things are. I think Mm. we missed, we didn't do a podcast last week. No. But the week before we did one, and uh, we all agreed that this was a that that particular week was a very important week in in Newcastle United history. Yeah. Um, how do you think it's gone since then, Dave? Oh, <laughs> uh, so I was I was supremely confident that the uh, the the bid would happen. Um, I wasn't. Sure. I didn't think it would happen before the window closed. I didn't think like the takeover would would impact the window that much. But all of the PR tit for tat that we've had from from Mike Ashley and from Amanda Staveley's side of things, it's just been infuriating. Um, they're so far apart with the um, with the valuation of the club, and um, when it when it got to the point where Ashley leaked through like sources, probably Sky, um, that he found the whole the whole experience. What was it? Um, exhausting, frustrating, and a total waste of time. Um, I just even after that, I, you just can't see the two parties getting back around the table after after like him throwing his spinning his dummy out. Um, I'm devastated. I really am. I thought that. You know, if if we got some new owners, we could um, even if we didn't make you know a lot of signings in the window, or you know it was fairly restricted, the future looked bright. But as it stands, um, uh, a guy I know, like um, Chris Holt on Twitter, uh, big Chris Holt, he um, he's been adamant that it's it's the takeover was never going to happen, and the, the whole theatre that we we witnessed was just Mike Ashley. I don't know, like playing lip service to it all. He, he wasn't committed to selling the club and all the rest of it. And I argued with him long and hard. But to be honest, from this side of the, from this side of it, it, it doesn't look good. Well, we've gone from we couldn't we couldn't get the we tried really hard, but we couldn't get this transfer over the line or that transfer over the line. To we tried really hard, but we couldn't get this takeover over the line. Yeah, um, and it's it's baffling to me because I was convinced that Mike Ashley wanted to sell and uh, I remain convinced that Newcastle United will never be worth more under Mike Ashley than it than it was before the before the January window opened with Mike with Rafa Benitez in in charge with you know cup games coming up and with all the rest of it it all looked okay you know it looked okay for us and like i say because he's he hasn't invested in the window as he promised he would you know it, it, there was something that he's uh, that as soon as the um 
as soon as the season started, he said, you know, he's looking for, for bidders. And if, if there isn't, he wants to sell before uh, Christmas. And he said, but if, you know, if, if he doesn't find a, a new owner by January, then he'll back Rafa Benitez in the window. Well, he hasn't. I mean, we've been trying to get players like this Nikolai Jorgensen um, uh, from Feyenoord and for 20 million quid. Well, 20 million quid apparently was their asking price and we, we're bartering down, trying to barter it down to 15. We want like, What I want to do, Dave, is uh, let's yeah. talk about the Chelsea game a bit okay, so we can yeah. get that out of the way and then we can basically, then we can have our ad break and then we can leave this hanging so we can go on our full tirades. I realised that it had to be addressed, what's happened since the last podcast, just to let you know it's not going to be a standard natter. But we do have a formula that we have to follow. Mm. Um, so we do need to talk about the most recent game, Chelsea, or otherwise it won't get spoken about because we'll be all hot and sweaty. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we played Chelsea away in the cup it was the in the magic of the the magic of the cup mm-hmm. um was in the air and the chelsea lads were c- the only ones casting spells <laughs> um it, i guess it wasn't that surprising three nil away at chelsea no but it, it was less about the the scoreline and more about the performance. It just looked listless. I don't think any of the play, any of our players really covered themselves in glory. Maybe Carl Darlow had a decent game, but um, we were playing as we have been against the big boys, super defensively. You know, five at the back, three in midfield. Um, but what you need against the big boys when you're such a limited team is is effort. And frankly, there wasn't the effort. And it, it wasn't an easy watch um, for about, I don't know, about 45 minutes. And after the second goal went in, it became an easy watch because it was like, oh, well, that game's, that, you know, it's game over. To, I just, be, to be honest, I, I watched think... it with Paul and uh, we thought we were playing quite well. We had no yeah. expectation that we would get anything out of the game. Mm. But our overall impression as we watched it, perhaps it was something to do with the fact that we did have some profiteroles in the pub <laughs> <laughs> whilst watching it. We had uh, Paul is valiantly still dry January. Ugh. He successfully got through, which meant that um, he's replacing that with uh, profiteroles. To be fair, I, <laughs> I ordered the profiteroles. But um, we uh, we thought we were doing all right in terms of effort, in terms of uh, making the odd chance. This is the first half, basically, until mm. uh, they really took over. But um, for me, the sort of defining moment was when Gale got the ball in the box in, I don't know, at some point in the first half. I think while it was still scoreless. Gale got the ball in the box with a pretty damn good chance of taking a shot on goal and decided to backheel it into three Chelsea defenders. 
Do you remember that moment, Dave? Not really. Um, oh, it was a real moment for me. It was like yeah. it was it was what really summed it up, like how we desperately needed a striker. He got he was in the sort of like left hand side of the box. There was a lovely I can't remember who put him in, but he was in a really good situation, in a sort of situation that we're not gonna get very often against Chelsea. And he's obviously a striker out of confidence. Yeah. And yes, it wasn't like a, a cast iron chance, but it was one where you'd hope he would get a shot away. But he backheeled it for someone else. I think maybe Richie. He backheeled it for another player, but straight into the Chelsea defenders, and then it, you know, obviously he was compl- beat it out. Yeah, yeah, he was complaining that it, you know, it wasn't his fault. But it was. It just showed how. Yeah, we're not. We're, I think quite often in these games recently we can look quite good, except in either of the final thirds. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean, but I, I would say that the only th- this sounds even before I say it, I know it sounds stupid. The only thing we're lacking in the final third, and I think it's the final third, is quality. I think if you stick a even a moderately good uh, Premier League striker in in this team, and we wouldn't be we wouldn't be spurning as many chances as we have been and also I think we'd be we'd be further up the league and I don't know it's it is it's it's the, the same story we've been saying all all season is that but for a good striker we're a decent side um well not a decent size but like like Benitez is getting a, a good tune out of the players that he's got available um but it's just that we can't we can't finish the chances the the few chances that we get against the big sides we just can't put them away and yes part part of it is a lack of confidence which will only it'll only get worse the longer the the goal drive goes on for Gale but you you start questioning well I start I've certainly started questioning Benitez and I'm I'm asking well because we're not scoring goals with these two strikers why aren't we giving Mitrovic a goal? Why? Why have we let like Adam Armstrong go out on loan again? Why aren't like why aren't we trying different uh, approaches with the with the playing staff that we've got? Perez looked threatening as a forward. It, not maybe he's not as busy as as Hosselu and he doesn't have the pace of Gale, but he he has a knack of, of popping up with a with a goal and he's frustrating. I get it, but like. I don't understand why we're persisting with two options that clearly aren't working. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's we're tra- but we're not really persisting with anything. We're like we're trying so many different formations and and selections. And now we don't know what players are going to be leaving. Supposedly no players are leaving unless players are coming in. But apparently, and here I am breaking my rules and I'm straying into transfer talk now. Should we go, let's go on a break and then we'll just do it. Because yeah. there's nothing more to say about Chelsea game really, is no. there? No, they were much the better side because they've got stars like Eden Hazard and they've got substitute substitute um, strikers like Michi Batshuayi who can comfortably score. Uh, so 
they're, they're much, much better than us. And there's nothing really more to say about the game. They're much, much better than us. And even when we're playing quite well, we don't have the quality in like, as a striker. Yep. We don't even have a mediocre Premier League striker to no. take that chance. Okay, let's have a break and then we'll come back. And I mean, I don't want to build up this rant too much, but I mean, all I'll say is uh, if there are any small children in the room, you might want to tell them to sit down and have a good listen because they're about to. Because <laughs> everybody's got to grow up sometime. Because everyone's time. exactly because everyone's got to grow up sometimes. So get gather your kids round. Uh, Sit them down and they're about to learn about what can really go fucking wrong in a, in a man's <laughs> life. All right. Uh, we'll see you after this break. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Welcome back. Um, cunts, they're all cunts, aren't they, Dave? Thunder cunts and all the other portmanteaus where you stick cunt on the end of it to get across how much of a fucking cunt they are. I'm glad we've got an expletive rating because honestly, fuck them all. Fuck them in their fucking fucks. Right. That felt better. That was a bit much. Um, Sorry. No, it's very good. It's very good. Uh, so, I mean, we can just. We can just air a list of grievances, I guess. Um, there's so the the one that we've already addressed is that it appears that the takeover is it's been and gone. The speculation, yeah. which uh, sounds entirely plausible, is that Mike Ashley's waiting out on TV money sure, because it's like it's not, it, it, it makes it seems to make no logical sense. Because no. they're not doing anything to help us stay in the Premier League, so it's a massive risk on his part. Yeah, the thing that I don't understand, so say, for example, the, the TV deal's a bumper deal. Why not just make that a clause of the the buyout? So say, for example, he says, I think the club's worth £350 million. Stavely says 250 Stavely's willing to go up to maybe 300 Why not say, well, if the deal is... X plus fifty million or per per team or whatever, Mike Ashley gets that because we'd still have loads of money, and like from the TV deal, we'd still be a Premier League club. So everything would be we'd actually get to see this money. It makes no sense to hold off a selling a club in ca- like because the bump a new TV deal because he's chased off a, a potential suitor, and it doesn't sound like there's a horde of them banging down his door. So, well, not if now. We get relegated, there might have been, there might have been the in, fucking money. There might have been in October or November because our elite, our chances of survival were looking pretty good in October. Yeah, uh, which is when all this started, I think. So, since then, we're certainly worth a lot less than we were then. So. Oh, it's a sorry state of affairs. So, you've got the takeover on one hand, but let's assume, as we must, that that's not happening. So, Mike Ashley is still in charge of this football club, and you would assume that 
he would rather like it to stay in the Premier League. And yeah. the money is there just through TV money or the, the fact that it's a profitable club. The money is there to do the absolute bare basics. But we're still doing the same old, oh, we couldn't get it over the line. I mean, as we record, it's the day before transfer deadline day. Mm-hmm. And maybe tomorrow we'll be signing Diego Maradona. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, there was was a crazy thing that happened in the last week or so where, I don't know where it was, was it an official statement from the club or did they just sort of leak it, the idea that we would be prepared to pay 20 million uh, to break our transfer record and pay 20 million pounds for a striker? And then we started offering on this, what's his name, this Dutch guy? Jorgensen. Well, he's not, he's not Dutch, is he? But he's playing in, in the Netherlands. I think he's right. Dutch, isn't he? Okay, all right. Well, let's call him Dutch. Yeah. Either way, this, he, this, he's clogged, this clogged area, guy. Yeah. And, um, and then we were offering like 12 million or something. Yeah. And then they say no. And then two days later, we come back with 14 million or whatever. And they say, mm-hmm. they're like, well, we've heard you have 20 million. Yeah. So our asking price, price is 20 million. Because yeah. we've heard that's what you're willing to play on a, play on a striker. And but it's I madness think it, that, it seems as if like, it was something to just placate the fans that, oh, we're prepared to do that, but we can't get it over the line. Yeah, and it, it's madness when, when Mike Ashley is saying that it's exhausting, frustrating, waste of time when people won't match his asking price and then turns around and won't match the asking price. But like you say, he's a, like sources have said that we're willing to match. It's it's, And when it's a drop in the ocean for a Premier League club to spend £20 million on a striker these days, it's not, it's not a big deal. Bournemouth spent £20 million on a centre-half. We're not we're not like talking about breaking a a league transfer record or a world transfer record. We're talking about breaking ours, which was last broken when we signed Michael Owen before Mike Ashley. Sure, I think Mike, I think Mike Ashley was probably saying we would be prepared to spend twenty million pound on a striker, and when he was saying striker in his head, he was thinking Harry Kane. Yeah, it's like anything less than Harry Kane. You know. It's absolutely, it's, it's, it's lunacy, especially when, to be honest, I know I've been saying we need a left back, we could do with a bit more quality in the centre of midfield and we could maybe do with a little bit of um, quality on the wing because while Murphy's improving, blah, 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 blah. The one position that this club would get the, biggest uptick in form and in chances created and we would be in like immeasurably better is a striker because that's the one part of our team that Rafa Benitez can't coach finishing well, that's he, why it's, like, he it's, can't drill it he can't drill it like he can drill formation for the for the back he can't drill it like he can drill um uh, how to pick up spaces and how to move and stuff like that in the centre of the park. Putting the ball in the back of the net, he can't. He can't get on the pitch and do it himself. He's he's got to rely on the strikers that he's got to finish the chances that the rest of the team, despite their uh, limitations, 
art creating. That's it's, why it's the most, you know, valued position. It is the most expensive position, obviously. But £20 million for a guy who is scoring in the Eredivisie, and I have my concerns about signing anybody who's made their name from scoring in the Eredivisie, because for every Ruud van Nistelrooy, you can get a Matea Keshman or an Afonso Alves. And if anybody doesn't know Afonso Alves, have a Google of him, because he was tearing up the goal-scoring charts in the Eredivisie. Middlesbrough signed him for a fairly big fee at the time, and he didn't do a fucking thing. But that can be the true. That can be true of, of any, of yeah, any yeah, striker. Any there time. just seems like, to be more um, more strikers who made their name in the Eredivisie who have subsequently failed in the Premier League than there are from, say, I don't know, from Spain or from. Um, there's, a, there's often Premier League strikers who move to a Premier League, another Premier League club and then can't buy a goal that's just yeah, sure. something that happens isn't it? it it is a gamble i mean every every we've said it before every transfer is a gamble but this was a gamble worth making now because we've got three strikers one of which is entirely out of favor and i'd be if he if he doesn't move in the transfer window um he'll like i'm sure he'll come into back into the side for substitute appearances or something like that. But Mitrovic... I don't think so. I think he'll end up working on a kiosk. He'll end up working on a kiosk in the ground. Yeah. Gale has no confidence, as we saw in the Chelsea game. He can't buy a goal. And Hosselu, bless his heart, he scored four or five goals. He's our top scorer, Dave, with four goals. Four goals. And... This is this is a guy, and it's not his fault. He was signed for five million quid. He's exactly what you'd expect a five million pound striker to be. And if we had a goal scoring striker, I wouldn't mind Hosselu coming off the bench and or starting one game in a few. But like he can't be your lead striker. Five so million have, for a striker, isn't it? I reckon I'm worth three million. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't but played it, in about fifteen years. I. <sighs> I'd on, I'd honest this this I'd honestly rather have someone like um I'd love to have someone like Peter Crouch, but even like a fucking shoulder army Obi, I'd rather him than than Because at least I, I Shoulder trust, Army Obi now. Yes, thirty six year old shoulder army Obi because he's a lump, he doesn't move very much, but he's a target man, he holds the ball up well, he can finish on occasion, and he's deadly from the penalty spot if we ever got a penalty. But I'd, I'd rather him than, than the shit we've got at the minute. You'd rather um, Sherlock? I mean, maybe you're right, but he is, he is, it is, that it is, is not flattering to Hosselu. You'd rather no. Sherlock Amiobi now, 36-year-old Sherlock Amiobi, than Hosselu. Yeah. Would you yes. rather um, Alan Shearer now? But then Hosselu, yes. Abs- now, absolutely. so what is he, 40? Like, we'd, we'd get half an hour 45. out of Alan Shearer. And he'd score. He'd still score one in three. Okay. He's a monster. He'd still, yeah. I'd would you rather? rather this is quite a good game. Would you rather <laughs> Dan Hustle? Would you? Would you rather Mickey Quinn now? <laughs> All right, I draw the line at Mickey, Mickey Quinn. Quinn. I, I, I think that's going too far. Mostly because I don't think Mike Ashley would stump up the the money to buy him a kit big enough. What about Bobby Charlton? <laughs> 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 He's one of the best players of all time, Dave. He won the Ballon d'Or, I think. I, I would exhume Cluffy's corpse and put that up front. 
went dark. Okay. Yeah. It's just like I've got nothing against Hoflu. He's he seems like a nice lad, and he does try, but he's just shit. And when you've got a mental Serbian can't even get on the bench these days, who has scored in the Premier League, and I don't, like I don't buy this like Rafa Benitez can't trust him because I would rather him be available for like three games and then be suspended for for three games than have Hosselu for six games because Hosselu's just not scoring the goals. Neither's Gale. So at, at what point do you say, I'd rather, you know, just let him get on the pitch. At the very least, he'll like ruffle some feathers and he might, I don't know, he might, I don't fucking know. But it's just, it, it, I can't understand why we're, we're letting someone like Mitrovic, who... For all his faults, he has scored in the Premier League. He is big. He is strong. He's decent in the air. Like, why the fuck are we playing Dwight Gale? And well, maybe it's uh, maybe it's wishful thinking on my part, but uh, well, it's, it's hardly wishful thinking. But perhaps uh, he wasn't in the side because Rafa had assumed he. Uh, was going to be getting rid of him in January and wanted to maintain him in that respect and then thought, well, I'll, I'll freeze him out, get rid of him in January and, and get someone else in. And saying. then if that doesn't work, then maybe he will be forced into thinking, well, I guess I might as well give this Serbian psycho a go. But then... So my thing is like, why not? Why not bring him off the bench against? Because we've, I mean, we've played recently. We've played Brighton, Stoke, um, Swansea. These were all tight games where bring him on for twenty minutes, and his wrecking ball approach to the game might have got us a point, three points. Who knows? And then if he gets sent off, well. Then he gets sent off, and we're no—we're not really any worse off because we're we're starting Hosselu anyway. When was the last so, time he did get sent off? Oh God, um, he got—he got—he didn't get sent off, but he got um, punishment for um, Lanz- like um, was it elbowing Lanzini in the West Ham game, and that was in the three um, in the three nil. Uh, I think I can't remember if it was the three nil. What it must. Oh. Be. It must have been the three 0 yeah. So that was um, August, uh, right? So, yeah. So I think maybe, maybe there was some kind of like um, ultimatum for Mitrovic. You know, if you do whatever again, then you're out, and um, and uh, he did it again, something like that. Yeah, but we, we, we keep coming back to um, Shelby. Like, Shelby's been sent off for idiocy um, and yet gets back into the side. And he's not exactly doing it in the Premier League. So why 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 would Rafa Benitez have one rule for our mental Voldemort in the middle and not and a different rule for... 
Alexander Mitrovic. It's true. I don't want to. I don't want to get this like the, the pod just to focus in on Mitrovic because the, the 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 issues at the club are far far bigger than Rafa Benitez. Um, not picking him because like. To be fair, Rafa Benitez, Rafa Benitez knows a fuckload more about football than I do. And also, he sees what Mitrovic is doing in training and all the rest of it. So maybe Mitrovic isn't putting in the effort in training. Maybe Mitrovic is disruptive. I don't know. But from the outside, I can't make head or tails of it. Getting back to the, the other the other issues is we've, we've been linked with other players along other than Jorgensen, players like Daniel Sturridge. Now, Daniel Sturridge is not getting a game at Liverpool. We were trying to get him on loan. We were apparently going to pay his £130,000 a week wages. Um, and he chose West Brom over us. Now, I don't know if that's an indication of what promises we made them, but or if, if it is, as reported, he wanted to be closer to his family and he's got family in, in the West Bromwich. Well, the talk, the talk is, yes, he's from Birmingham, right? So the talk is that it was for family reasons, but he's played for clubs all over England. And yeah. because of the way things uh, have been in the past, the suspicion, and probably rightly so, is very much that, like, were we really going to pay his £100,000 a week wages? Was our, was our offer really as good yeah. as West Brom's? I think probably not. I mean, you say I mean, Rafa knows more about football than you, Dave, but Mike Ashley knows more about how to get larger orders of cheap Slazenger socks yeah. than you do, Dave. But does he know how to buy a striker? Uh, well, clearly not. I mean, West Brom are bottom of the table and have just signed, um, have just signed uh, Daniel Sturridge on long, and that's. That's a huge coup for them, and that that could be the the signing that propels them three or four places up the league, and then suddenly you know they're not they're not a team that you think well they're definitely down because if they hadn't signed Storage they haven't got a great deal of, of firepower up front. So, and if Storage is off mm-hmm. to a relegation rival, rather frustratingly. If he's off, there's not that many other strikers around. That makes you think that probably... I mean, it feels like Danny Ings isn't going to happen anyway, but he's probably not available anymore anyway. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that they'd let two of their, two of their um, strikers go. It's, no, Tom so, didn't see it. I mean, who knows? I mean, it's all... <laughs> but it's fucking shit. We did get one signing in, didn't we? We've got Kennedy yeah. in. Yeah. Are you um, as excited about that as I am? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even... I don't even know anything about him. He's just a nippy winger, might be playing at left-back. He's... I mean... we don't. It's not a position that we particularly need. No. It's just an extra body, really. And yeah. that's not what we need. I mean, I mean, I've got a, a mate of mine who's a Chelsea fan, and he was saying that you know Ken- Kennedy's got a lot of promise. He's a, still a bit raw. Um, he can fill in at various positions. Um, and but my mate Ross said he won't make a massive difference to your club. And no, I, he's not. I, he was, I agree with him. He was an extra handy 
signing, but you know. Yeah, if it's, yeah, exactly. If he was coming in in addition to Jorgensen, and I mean, there's rumours that we're after Mangala, uh, you know, the um, the centre half from Man City. But a, we're definitely not. That's another bullshit line from the from the board. B, if we got in Mangala, Storage, and Kennedy, you'd say it's all right. That it's decent business. Even if they were all on loan, you'd say fine. You know that's decent business. That's just it's not going to happen, Dave. No, I, so, I'm going to be watching Kennedy from the grassy knoll. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I thought of that about four minutes ago. I was like, I must get in something about Grassy Knoll. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got like uh, 14 games left to play. Uh, I think we've got we've got a few of them against, you know, big clubs, quote unquote, which means we pretty much need, I don't know, we've got eight, eight games where we can get points and we need we need a fair few points. We're only on 23, uh, 24 at the minute. Uh, 23, sorry, yeah. 23 points at the minute. Um, well, in theory, our next two games should be the sort of games where we're competing for points. You would hope, under normal circumstances, if we were really in this relegation fight and we're going to sort ourselves out, then our next two games, Burnley at home, as well as they are doing. But, you know, Burnley at home and then Palace away, who are also yeah. now on form. But well, you, you would at, hope you that with that would be at least three points out of those two games. You'd hope so. I mean, Burnley are in pretty poor form. They've, they haven't won in five. Um, there you go. Uh, they've lost the last three. Crystal Palace's form is mixed. You know, they've got a couple of losses couple of wins a draw in the last five so they've got mixed form but the the frustrating thing is that both of those neither of those sides will look at Newcastle United and think that they've got to shut up shop and and you know go for the draw or anything like that they'll both be identifying us as three points they might if and we had if we had uh, Mickey Quinn now <laughs> stick Mickey Quinn in goal he'd take up half of it mm-hmm. I just think that we're not in a we're not in a strong position at all. I think if if this if the window shuts and we've only brought in Kennedy, two things will happen. One, the to- the atmosphere for the next few games is going to be fucking toxic at St James's Park. I mean, tomorrow, it's just going to be awful. Tomorrow and night, deadline day, that could be pretty. Yeah, and the other thing that'll happen is at the end of the season, if not before, Benitez will leave, and if he goes. God knows where we end up, because whoever whoever Ashley brings in next, it's not going to be anywhere near good as as good as Rafa Benitez. Which means if we aren't already down, we fucking will be. Yeah, I could see. I reckon Rafa will be gone by the end of the season. I think he would. Stick, I think he would stay for the rest of the season, and. And then we're looking at Ashley bringing in, I don't know, someone, someone from EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's it's 
pretty low it's point. a horrible time to be a Newcastle fan again. Um, I, I really feel sorry for the kids who started only started going to watch football 10 years ago and all they've experienced is Mike Ashley. They have no idea about the, the highs that we had. And Shepherd and Hall had their faults, but their biggest fault was their ambition. And that's, that's all right. Well, if, there were a couple other you... things that happened in Spain. But, yeah. <laughs> but that's why we were in a, in a, in a jam, and that's why um, they ran to a man they didn't understand. Yeah. I really do feel for like the 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 young lads who I mean if you if if your first game and was when you were fourteen day. and you're twenty four now and all you've seen is Mike Ashley's Newcastle United then uh, I really feel for you. Yeah, well you know, you know, there's still yeah. you know they they got to see that season. Would I've noticed I've noticed a lot of and maybe it's my age. I've noticed noticed a lot of reminiscence on Twitter recently for our uh, top five finish season for the Denver Bar, Cisse, Dubai, for that season. That's become, that's like now, that's how I see, I always think of the Keegan era as being recent, but of course it was a long time ago. And, uh, and that season, that was in under Mike Ashley's reign. So we'll always have that. The time we finished... Tainted for me. Fucking Pardew. If it was McLaren who fluked as a fifth place finish with that side, I wouldn't look back on it. With credit where such... credit's due, Dave. No, all right. Credit where it's due. Dubai what? was brilliant that season. Toyota was immense. Ben Arthur was magic. And Barron Seaside... At- scored with every shot and Pardew to his credit was there just looking at uh, our fixture list our third last game is at home against West Brom will Pardew send us down god why right it's already a miserable just, fucking podcast I'm just why putting that stick the just putting that in your head there Dave <laughs> so um, our next two games are as we say uh, Burnley at home tomorrow night. Give us a prediction, Dave, please. Uh, one nil Burnley. One nil Burnley. It's, sounds reliable. I'm going to go one one. I'm going to go one one. I think we'll get a point, please. And and then Palace away. I was going to go to it, but then um, uh, me and my girlfriend have booked a holiday in Thailand. So <laughs> <laughs> so no. I'm, I would advise, if at all possible, anybody like just don't 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 look at Twitter tomorrow. Don't look at Sky Sports News. Don't keep up to date with the transfer window. You'll only get depressed. And if we do make a signing, somebody you love will tell you. Exactly. Don't, don't yeah. punish yourself and keep refreshing Twitter. Exactly. It'll yeah, only do. make you angry. Now I want and you to say that to say that to yourself, Dave. Look in the mirror and say that to yourself because <laughs> I will find that very easy to do. I want to know if you will. So yeah, turn your phone off tomorrow. That, but that is very good advice. And then we've got Palace away on Sunday. Uh, you want to give us a prediction for that game, Dave? 
one nil Palace. One nil Palace. You've got two one nils. That's a surprising. That's another pretty good call. Um, I'm going to agree. I think one nil Palace. Oh, cool. we're depressed. Okay, so um, <laughs> and to go with the theme of depression, we might as well throw it in. You want to give us a, de- uh, a prediction as to the percentage chance of us going down now, please, Dave? Uh, what did I say last time? Like seventy? I would say. I would I say seventy-five. Said... Really? I thought you were on like thirty-five or something. No, 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 no. no. That my. Okay, seven. You're on seventy-five percent. Us going down. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, I haven't thought about this for a while. I'm. I'm actually going to be more optimistic than you. Okay. I'm going to go sixty-six point six recurring. Fair enough. Two or three shots. I think. If miracle of all miracles, we make some signings tomorrow, my um, my prediction might change. But my prediction is based on another prediction that we won't make another signing. Okay, okay. Well, there we have it. Um, hope you've enjoyed the the podcast. Yeah, hope you've enjoyed it. Tell your friends. <laughs> Fucking hell! I mean, hopefully it was cathartic for some of you. I mean, it is what it is, isn't it? We can't sugarcoat this shit for you guys. We've got to tell the truth. It's like being a war correspondent. We're out here in the field. It's tough. It's, <laughs> hard, it's a hard pill to swallow, but, you know, someone's got to dish it out. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Dave. Sorry, Fergus. What are you apologising for? Being a fucking misery. Mate, you're only just you're only dealing with what's in front of you. Oh no. Still. I hope you have a lovely trip to Thailand. Thank you. Sixteen hour flight with an eight month baby. <laughs> well, that's including the connection. Oh, you are gonna have a horrible, horrible flight. As are every other passenger on that flight. I think he'll sleep. Not the whole time. <laughs> you fucking won't. Well, it's overnight. The air pressure, it's overnight. The, the like the hustle and bustle, the unfamiliar surroundings. Mm. His body clock's going to be all over the shop. That's when we he get there. Gone. I wonder about when it gets there. I googled. Ba- I googled babies and mosquitoes. There were some not good pictures. <laughs> I feel really guilty now. We booked it. We were really excited. And as soon as we booked it, we were like, oh, we're horrible people. <laughs> come on. Come on, brand new being who will not get anything out of this experience. <laughs> well, why didn't you just go to the south of France or something? Because it's February, Dave. That's a good point. Why didn't you go to... Oh, fuck. Just don't go anywhere. No, it's going to be good. We've, we've, we've got a very nice room. We splashed yeah. out, Dave. Yeah, oh. we did the same. We're, our honeymoon's end of February. Yeah, right. St. Lucia, Barbados. Just going to fly there and do nothing for two weeks. It's going to be glorious. Except travel between St. Lucia and Barbados. Sorry? St. Lucia's not in Barbados. No, I know. Like, we're going to do nothing for the periods where, that we're not travelling between the right, two. there you go. Yeah, fine. All right, fine. Okay. It's All a right. weird end of the pod, this. 
Well, if anybody's still here, sorry. <laughs> what they don't know is this podcast has another 40 minutes to go. <laughs> <laughs> or is this where you go on a, on a, like a, a, a preaching and you're going to try and indoctrinate them into the cult? Yeah, I mean, see, you're having the meltdown now, Dave. I yeah. was all ready to go, and then you you brought this meltdown upon the podcast. So, but anyway, thank you very much, Dave. Thank you for your time. Cheers, Fergus. My name is Fergus Craig. Thank you to you, the Newcastle Natter listener. Thank you. Goodbye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. Reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses. Speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.